Yo, 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 ladies, gentlemen, the fellas, the fellas, the fellas, Monday night showdown, and oh boy, this is likely going to be, potentially, at least the hype for it that we will see, the game of the year. I mean, it's everything we wanted to see last year, but the Tennessee Titans ruined that for us, and we were not able to see the Chiefs versus the Ravens. We got to see it earlier in the year, right? And the Chiefs pretty much did whatever they wanted to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens early in the year last year. I think it was like week three or week four to start that season off. Now we get to see the rematch of it a year after Lamar gets his award, right after Patrick Mahomes gets his MVP award. So it's going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be really fun. The quarterbacks are damn expensive for the showdown slate, but there's a lot of money up top. I am recording this video. Here's a disclaimer. I'm recording this video slash podcast on Saturday. I'm doing it earlier because I have some other things and some other obligations to attend to this weekend. So I want to make sure that it gets out there. So I will kind of give you the updates on some injury news, at least from the offensive players. And mainly right now, we're just waiting on Sammy Watkins. As of Friday, Sammy Watkins was still in the concussion protocol. Obviously, he has another day now to get through that concussion protocol, but just keep an eye on that. If Sammy Watkins is not able to go, McCole Hardman becomes more in play. He starts to run 25 plus routes, and that's where McCole Hardman can become really deadly. It doesn't mean he's a fantastic play. I think he's sort of priced for the situation, but if there's no Sammy Watkins, well, then yes, obviously McCole Hardman becomes a better play at that point, and don't play Sammy Watkins, because depending on when you're watching this, it might be ruled out that Sammy Watkins is not going to clear the concussion protocol in time, and then you might be saying, Sal, why do you have him as an interest and no McCole Hardman? That's why. There you go. So welcome, ladies, gentlemen, fellas, fellas, fellas. Appreciate you all being here. There's going to be a lot of new people who see this. About 100 to 150 for the first two weeks are subscribing through these showdown videos, so welcome. If you are new here, and if you are a returning subscriber, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Please do take a second of your time if you would. Hit the like button on this video. It allows it to reach a little bit more people. There's a little bit more juice to the YouTube algorithms. And then also hit the big old subscribe button that's popping up. I really do appreciate that. On the podcast version, if you want a chance to win $50 Ruskies, you don't even have to put any money in. It's not a raffle, nothing like that. All you got to do is going to be a giveaway to one person that leaves a review and a rating, five stars rating and review, and subscribe to the podcast. It all takes literally 30 to 60 seconds of your time. You hit one button, you say something nice about the show in a sentence or two. Appreciate that in advance. Get you into a giveaway for $50. Today's sponsor of the show, Monkey Knife Fight. I'm going to be going over some Monkey Knife Fight props that I actually like today and one bet that I actually like and I'm going to be looking at for the Monday night games between these quarterbacks. But Monkey Knife Fight is going to give my users and my viewers and this community right here a 100% deposit match up to $50. So if you want a 100% deposit match on your player props, they have a bunch of other prop games as well. For betting, for sports betting, for fantasy football related games as well, it's going to be linked down below. Use the promo code VETRI. My last name, V-E-T-R-I. Get you a 100% deposit match up to $50 Ruski. You put 50 in, now you got a nice crisp $100 bill in your account. You want to put the minimum $10 in? Well, bam, now you got $20 in your account. You can play a bunch of $1, $2 games and it could probably last you all year. It's a no-brainer. Be sure to do that. It's linked down below. Promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I. Let's know that you came from me. And I'll get into the monkey knife I bet that I like once we get to those players, but it'll probably be pretty quick because I'm going to get to those players really quickly. It's the quarterback. So starting with Lamar Jackson, $13,000 Ruskies. I haven't crunched any of my lineups yet. I plan to do a Sunday night stream just to let everybody know. I usually do around 5.30 p.m. East Coast time. I'm going to have some friends here, so I'm going to see if I can still be able to do that for this Monday night. It's obviously a huge game, so I would like to, but I haven't crunched any lineups yet. That's when I'll kind of do it, have my lineups ready for that stream, and we can go over my 150, my 20 max exposures, things like that. But I would assume that I'm not going to get a ton in the captain spot from the quarterback position. I'm not sure yet, just because of how many playmakers are on both sides of these teams that are going to be priced in the 7, 8, 9K range that likely project out when I put in some randomness and some range of outcomes for a little bit better than these quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong, from a cash game perspective, yeah, these quarterbacks are my highest projected plays. The issue is that Lamar Jackson is like outside of Patrick Mahomes, 
$4,000 more than anybody else. And outside of Travis Kelsey, he's $4,000 more than anybody else. And you can say the same thing about Mahomes, just take off $1,000. So they're expensive. They're a little bit restrictive. But Lamar Jackson gets KC. KC through two weeks is 13th in press rates and 24th in coverage. Lamar Jackson has attempted 24 and a half passes per game, just four deep attempts. And all four of those deep attempts have gone to Marquise Hollywood Brown. Now they're number 31 out of 32 teams in passing plays. And this is a trend we saw last year. They were number one in running plays per game, but they were dead last in passing games, 32nd. So far this year, 31st, they're sticking to that trend. 240 yards passing per game, a 9.8 yards per attempt is number one in the league. He led the league last year. He remains extremely efficient, the MVP Lamar Jackson. Number two, true passer rating, which is a stat that Ryan Tannehill led last year. And he's rushed for 23 times in the ground, but just 99 yards. He's kind of been bottled up on the ground so far, but now he gets a KC run defense that has struggled for years against the run. We'll have interest in Lamar Jackson. And right now on Monkey Knife Fight, his prop is more or less for passing yards is 240.5. I'm going to take, drumroll please, the first part of this Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes wager here, the over-under, the more or less, is the under. I have Lamar Jackson right now for 217.9 passing yards. So I will take the under on that one. I think he gets a little bit more rushing yards in this one. So 240.5, take the under on that one, in my opinion. Next up, Patrick Mahomes comes in at $12,000 whiskeys. Look, $13,000 whiskeys is a lot. You need Lamar to get things done on the ground. You need him to have that four touchdown game or at least multiple touchdowns on the ground or like a, a 60, 70, 80 plus yard rushing day. Right? You need a big game out of him. Patrick Mahomes for $12,000 for him to outscore Lamar. Yeah, you need Lamar not to do those things. And also you need Patrick Mahomes to go out there and have a 300 plus yard day with three touchdowns to four touchdowns to pay off this tag because you have guys like Tyreek, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, all these guys that could potentially outscore them for the cheaper to fit into your lineups. I do currently have more interest in Mahomes. I have Lamar Jackson projected out higher. They look like similar value plays. I have my projections and rankings linked down below on Patreon for this showdown slate and every other slate, the main slates, the other showdown slates that you can check out. That's all linked down below on my Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore is what you're going to get for that link if you're listening on the podcast. But Baltimore right now ranks 11th in coverage, 22nd in pressure. He's averaging 39.5 attempts per game so far Patrick Mahomes five deep attempts but he only has the number 30th overall rated protection out of all the quarterbacks who have taken dropbacks this year 256 and a half yards per game so far a 6.3 percent touchdown rate is pretty good you're seeing the 14th overall adjusted yards per attempt so he's been playing kind of average so far this season but he has had six carries for 54 yards which is a nice little bonus there I have interest in Mahomes right now if you're playing one lineup I have more interest in Mahomes for the price savings than Lamar Jackson but they're both going to be interests to me and I assume that there's going to be questions can I play the both of them honestly I think it's going to be very restrictive if you're playing a cash game and you put them both in the flex, sure. Uh, but I think it's going to be very restrictive to do that. I'm not against it. I assume that a lot of my crunches, though, just based on the salary, they take up 50% of your salary through two players. So then you're almost forced to play guys like we'll get into some of these cheap guys that might have some upside, but they're forced to say a kicker, forced to play defense, forced to play some of the cheap guys towards the end of this that we're going to get to in a moment. So not really as high on that one from an upside standpoint to win a GPP. For cash, I guess it's okay, but I don't play cash games on showdown slates because that, in my opinion, is a really bad idea. And next, yes, $9,200 Tyreek Hill. He's just too cheap. Like Travis Kelsey's 10K. I get it. Kelsey's leading this team in targets receptions. He's found the end zone. But Tyreek Hill has been absolutely crazy. He's going to probably draw a lot of Jimmy Smith, but they move him all over the field, especially if Sammy Watkins is out. He'll go into the slot. He'll get him out more, which is good to see. He's played 91% of the snaps. He's ran 72 routes. He's seen a 22% target share on 17 targets. 28% of his snaps have come from the slot. He's 13th overall in yards after the catch, and he's posted a very good season so far. So far, he's had 10 receptions on those 17 targets, 145 yards, and two touchdowns. This is the guy who has all the upside in the world. For GPPs at $9,200, that's a very fair price point, even for the captain spot. I have a lot of interest in Tyreek Hill. My next yes, my fourth out of five yeses so far. And again, this is an early look on Saturday. The final look will be on my Patreon down below. I'll have all the interest. I'll have my projections, rankings, all that stuff is going to be up and releasing on Sunday, Sunday afternoon slash evening. And then I'm going to hope to be doing a Monday night stream if indeed I can get that all worked out. But Clyde Ebersolaire at $7,800 is just way too cheap. Look, Baltimore's run defense has not been the same through two weeks and they just don't have the same players there. Yes, they drafted a rookie in the first round. They drafted Patrick Quinn out of LSU. So that's going to be something 
Patrick Queen out of LSU. So that's going to be something that's very helpful for them. But right now, through two weeks, they're pretty much average, 16th overall versus the run. So 67% of the snaps so far for Clyde Edwards Lair. He's seen 74% of the opportunity share, 45 opportunities in two weeks, 35 attempts and 10 targets. That's very good. He's seen 11 red zone touches. That's very good. He saw six in week one. He saw five last week. So he's getting a lot of usage there. And he's ran 40 routes, which is also pretty quality. We like to see that number maybe go a little bit higher, 20 per week. And maybe we can get to 25 per week, but we won't be too greedy yet. He's had six catches on a 13% target share, 4.8 yards per carry and 13 of eight of tackles. The rookie has been very good. He's just gone stonewalled by the red zone a couple of times. Outside of that, he's been pretty solid. $7,800 for a guy who is probably going to see 20 opportunities. We'll probably see 15 carries and the opportunity for five plus receptions. Yes, I like that a lot in this one. They're going to come in as underdogs, but he's obviously a game flow independent back. I should call that out as well. The team total right now for Kansas City, 25.25. The team total for Baltimore, 28.75. And my fifth and final yes for this early look right now is Miles Boykin, $3,400 for the Baltimore Ravens. He is currently second on this team, even ahead of Mark Andrews in routes run. He's only behind Marquise Hollywood Brown. And the crazy part, he's only $3,400. He's cheaper than Willie Sneed, who he's seeing a lot more usage than right now. $3,400 is a price point below kickers. It's a defensive price point right now for a guy who's ran right now 44 routes. So he's running 22 routes a week. He's played 71% of the snaps and he's seen nine targets. This guy's seeing a 19% target share. Imagine if Lamar in this game just has to throw a little bit more than just 24 times per game. If Lamar throws 30 or 32 times per game and you're going to get close to a 20% target share and in this game, you're going to see six, seven targets at $3,400. I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen. I haven't projected for like four and a half targets, but that's still very good. Now his matchup against Fenton, I'm sure he's going to see that matchup as well on the outside, more so than not compared to Hollywood Brown. Just by the way that the size and athleticism Miles Boykin is his athletic freak is going to match up here, but this is a really good DFS play in my opinion. Not sure if I want to go to the captain spot for him, but I'm not totally against it at 3,400. So you can squeeze in maybe both the quarterbacks. It might open that up for you. 10.7 yards per reception. He's had seven catches for 75 yards so far on the season. So what you're getting out of him is averaging seven fantasy points per game. And I'll do a little bit of a peek behind the curtain for the projections that I have on Patreon. Again, link down below patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. I have him for 7.4 fantasy points. That makes him look like one of the better value plays in the slate that actually has some sort of upside related to the fantasy points and the value. So he is my fifth and final yes for right now. I'll also call out to finish up the monkey knife fight prop. We already have Lamar Jackson's under. If you go over there, there's going to be now to finish up that bet. You have to pick two of it and get them both correctly to three X your buy-in, which is a very good way to go about that in terms of a parlay sense. But Patrick Mahomes, a 292.5 over under, a more or less on monkey knife fight. I have the under. I have him at about 280.5. So it's about a 12 yard difference. Again, it's not big enough for me to want to bet that individually, but because I have a widespread on Lamar Jackson, and that is still a decent double digit overall yardage difference for Patrick Mahomes, I'll take the under on both quarterbacks passing yards on monkey knife fight, and I'll lock that wager in. So those are my five yeses so far. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Clyde Edwards-Slayer, and Miles Boykin. Now, I obviously have interest in a lot of other players, and let's get into those right now. And before we do, please do take a second of your time if you're enjoying this video or this podcast, hit the like button on YouTube and the subscribe button, and hit that follow button if you take a second of your time over on the podcast version or subscribe over there. Again, this helps this channel grow. So if you like this content, if you enjoy it, even if you just check in once in a while, or if you watch every single video, the only reason I'm able to do this is because of the following. So the bigger that that following gets, the more at YouTube and the podcast network will actually show it to more people, and it just helps and it goes a long way and leads to exponential growth. So I appreciate you all in advance for taking a couple of seconds of your time to do that. Next up now, Travis Kelsey at $10,000. I prefer his teammate Tyree Kill. I prefer his teammate Clyde edwards I have them all projected pretty similarly, all hovering around like 16 points right now. So if he's going to be more expensive, I want to have as much interest, but it's still a fantastic spot. He's, I mean, he's matchup proof. He'll probably get some Clark at the linebacker position in the Baltimore linebackers. He leads all Kansas City players with 77 routes run. He leads them all in targets with 18, which results in a 26% target share. He's seen 38 slot snaps, which is very elite, 92% of the snaps, and he's had a 15 reception, 140 yard and two touchdown year. If you drafted him in the first round, or maybe even the second round, you got lucky in a tight end premium league. He has paid off for you in a major way, 9.3 yards per reception and 58 yards after the catch. He's in a fine spot. He's in a player pool. I like it. And now we get to the other Baltimore pass catchers, not named Miles Boykin. Marquise Brown, 72% of the snaps. He's only ran 46 routes. So for the price point of $8,400, 
I do lean towards Clyde edwards I do lean to pay up for Tyree Kill. Those types of things. So I do prefer the Chiefs players, especially if they're going to have to play from behind compared to these Baltimore guys, because I don't know if the volume's there. But he's seen 100% of Lamar's deep targets. All four of Lamar's deep targets of 20 plus yards, uh, a stat by Pro Football Focus, has gone to Marquise Brown. He's seen 14.3 yards per reception, which is a very meh metric. He's 14th overall in separation. And so far this year, he's probably going to see Sneed in this matchup. But so far this year, he's had 10 receptions for 143 yards. Leaves a lot to be desired at this price point. He probably has to find the end zone or have a really huge game on the outside. And we know that it hasn't in him. I mean, we saw it in his first game ever against Miami, but I'm not really sure I want to pay this price tag for it more times than not, especially if you're only playing one lineup. I would actually prefer his teammate who's a little bit cheaper and Mark Andrews. Doesn't run as many routes, has just ran 41 routes on the year, but it's close, right? Five less routes. He's seen nine targets so far in the year, a 19% target share, 40% slot snaps. But the big thing, he's seen five red zone looks, which leads all tight ends so far this year with five red zone targets. And he's resulted in two of those being touchdowns on the season, six catches, 87 yards and two touchdowns. I do prefer Mark Andrews as of right now to Hollywood Brown for the price savings and also just the red zone usage and upside there for the touchdowns on a showdown slate. Next up is Mark Ingram. I would assume I'm not going to get a lot of Mark Ingram to be completely honest with you. Last week, he took this backfield back over a little bit. He played on 46% of the snaps that led the backfield. He saw 11 touches. He's seen six red zone touches on the year and he's ran 12 routes on the year leading to two receptions. And so far this Baltimore team, as it was last year, has the number one game script for running backs in terms of leading or being in neutral situations through two games. I mean, it becomes really easy to do so when you're blowing out teams, especially in week one versus the Browns. I don't have him projected out terribly right now. You can get the projection that I have for Mark Ingram. It's a decent projection on Patreon down below, uh, but I don't think it's going to result in me getting there all that much. I'll be interested to see how much I get of him. Players that I don't think I'm going to get to are the other running backs in this backfield from J.K. Dobbins and just Gus Edwards. They're getting like 20% of the snaps. Dobbins had the big week one with two touchdowns. I think that was more of a game script thing to just keep the veteran and Mark Ingram fresh. And we saw that in week two, that the game's going to be close or Baltimore is going to be slightly leading, right? These types of things. Mark Ingram will be on the field more. And you're only going to get like 20 or 25% of the snaps for the rookie and J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State and Gus Edwards. So I don't really have as much interest in them there. J.K. Dobbins so far on the season though, he's 5,600. That's the issue. Like he's way too expensive in my opinion. You need the touchdowns then. I don't want to rely on those because through two games, he's only seen 10 opportunities. So even in a good matchup versus the Chiefs who ranked 25th first to run through two weeks and notoriously for the, like the last two, two and a half years have been bad there. I just don't want to be getting to J.K. Dobbins at this price point because I can honestly and feel good about projecting him for like maybe four to six touches. That doesn't feel good for $5,600, especially if the majority of the red zone work right now is going to Mark Ingram. Next up, Sammy Watkins. Again, this is the disclaimer. Is Sammy Watkins going to be healthy? As of Friday, he was in the concussion protocol. We'll probably find out Saturday or Sunday, and maybe not even until about an hour and a half before the game when the inactives come out. He's $5,000. If he's active and he's going to be a full go, I feel good about it. He'll probably see a lot of Marcus Peters, which is just kind of like a meh spot. Probably not great, but it's not awful in terms of like a definite shutdown spot against Sammy Watkins. He's played 70% of the snaps and he's ran 53 routes. He probably would have ran a couple more routes if he didn't come out in the last game for the concussion, but he's seen 12 targets, a 15.5% target share. So far, eight receptions, 93 yards, and one touchdown, mainly stemming from a bigger week one. So some interest there. I'm not overwhelmingly trying to get to Sammy Watkins, but he's just at a nice price point where there's not a lot of guys in that 5K range. It's like J.K. Dobbins, and that's about it. And then the only other guys around him are his backup right now, McCole Harmon, who I don't want to be playing unless Sammy Watkins is out. Harmon got a couple of extra routes run when Hopkins went down, but for the most part, he's probably only going to run like 15 to 18 routes in a game if indeed all the other wide receivers ahead of him are in play because he's operating as the wide receiver four. And I really don't want to pay $4,600 for like 15 routes, right? That's just way too expensive. Yes, he could obviously go off and have a huge play. We saw it all of last year from him, and that's what you're playing him for at that point. He'll probably end up being lower owned, but for right now, I don't want to get there. He's only seen a 5% target share, just four targets so far this year. But if there's no Sammy Watkins, yes, McCole Harmon becomes an interest of mine. Now we get to both of the kickers here. It's the same thing every single time. In these higher total games, kickers are not as important as the lower totals games. Sal, how does that make sense? They're probably kicking more extra points and field goals. Yes, but in lower scoring games, games that are like 10-3, 13-3, the points that the kickers score are actually a lot more because there's less touchdowns. So there's less players or value plays or higher end plays scoring those extra six quick points out of nowhere, or if it's a reception and receiving touchdown, like 10 quick points out of nowhere, depending on how long of a touchdown it is. Whereas in the higher scoring games, if each team is scoring three or four touchdowns, well, there's a better chance that the kickers are probably getting edged out. The seven points for the kickers don't matter as much 
when another guy priced around them or just a little bit more expensive scores a touchdown and then scores like 12 points on the slate. So in higher scoring games, it's not as likely to get to a kicker. They do project out decently in this game because both teams do project higher, but I don't know how much I'll actually end up getting to them. Maybe I'll get like 10% kickers right now. At most, I'm going to set a rule as I always do to get at most one kicker, meaning that I won't have lineups with two kickers. Honestly, the defenses don't look that great in this game. Higher scoring games, again, or lower scoring games is where you want defenses. You don't want middle of the pack because there's at least more plays going to be run here, but these quarterbacks don't make mistakes either of them. Right now, what you're seeing is the Ravens at $3,800. They rank 16th versus a run, 18th in tackling, 22nd in press rate, and 11th so far in coverage. I'm not really high on that. I don't really want to get there all that much. The Chiefs at $2,600 are really cheap. So maybe you just get to them for a little bit of upside, hope that they can maybe return a kick or get a fumble for a touchdown, something fluky because the price point is so cheap. And that's why they're currently in my player pool. I'll see how much I actually get to them. I don't know how much I will because there's other value plays that I actually have projected out pretty decently, like Miles Boykin, that are in similar price range or even cheaper right now than the Ravens defense. But the Chiefs currently rank 32nd, dead last in tackling through two weeks, 13th in pressure, 24th in coverage, and 24th versus run. So the defense has not looked that great outside of getting a little bit of pressure so far on their defensive line. And then my final two interests, Demarcus Robinson, he's cheap at $3,000. He'll have a brutal matchup. He'll see some Marcus Peters. He'll see some Marlon Humphreys. He'll be targeted in the red zone. The issue for Demarcus Robinson so far this year has been drops. He's dropped a touchdown. He's arguably, he's had one called back for penalty that he also probably dropped, right? So, so far you're seeing right now three drops for Demarcus Robinson, just eight yards per reception right now, but he has been seeing 10 targets, a 13% share, 10 targets. If you're going to tell me that Demarcus Robinson is going to see four or five targets at this price point of $3,000 in a showdown slate, it at least has to be interesting to an extent to me and be appealing to enough to make a player pool. So that's what's happening right now for me. So Demarcus Robinson, $3,000. He's played 59% of the snaps, a 13% target share, 39% of his snaps have come out of the slot. So far this year, six catches for 48 yards. If he goes out there and scores five or six fantasy points on the slate, I'm not sure he's going to be needed at this price point, but at least be close. And he obviously has a touchdown upside because he gets looked at and plays in the red zone. And then my final interest, I'm obviously not overwhelmed by this interest, but he's $800 as Nick Boyle. It's at least worth pointing out that he's played 70% of the snaps and he has ran 24 routes and seen four targets so far. That's 8% of the target share. Again, if the volume goes up for Lamar Jackson, all these guys' target share stay the same, but their overall target number, because if you're going from 24 attempts to 30, then there's more targets to just overall go around because there's more attempts. Pretty obvious. Nick Boyle so far this year has caught three balls for 14 yards and he's seen about 3.5 yards per target. So he's not getting targeted downfield. He's pretty much like a desperation target at this point for Lamar Jackson if he needs to. So what you're hoping for here is a touchdown. The fact that he's running routes, 12 routes per game so far is good. And he plays in the red zone at times. So Nick Boyle at $800, I do have him projected for like three fantasy points. That's not good. At $800, it's going to look like great value because he's so cheap, but he's on the field enough to at least fall into the end zone. And at $800, if this guy falls into the end zone and scores seven or eight points, you'd be damn sure that he's probably ending up in a lot of winning lineups because being priced at $800 does open up your lineups and your salary to getting both quarterbacks in there or getting a Tyree kill in the captain spot and a quarterback, things like that, that you probably can't do any other way. So I'm not high on Nick Boyle. It sounds like I might be, but I'm just higher on him than all the other guys that are priced at $2,500 or below. If you really wanted to throw a dart at one of them, I don't think it's probably going to pay off for you, but he would be the one that I would throw a dart at if anything. So that's where I'm at right now. I don't really have any interest right now in Willie Sneed at 4,400. I think there's other value plays like Demarcus Robinson and his own teammate for a thousand dollars less miles working on his team. I appreciate you all tuning in. Please do before you go hit the like button on this YouTube video, the big old subscribe button popping up takes two seconds of your time. And if you want a chance to win $50 Ruskies, you could do so by leaving a rating and review on the podcast, the Sal Vetri show on for Apple devices. It's the app store, the Apple store, or if you're listening on an Android device, it is Stitcher. You can use that to leave a review and someone will win $50 Ruskies by the end of the week. The last thing that I want to talk about is monkey knife fight. Again, if you're not already, you you can go ahead. You can tell this bet if you want to. I have the under on both quarterbacks passing yards right now. Promo code Vetri, V-E-T-R-I. Get you a 100% deposit match up to $50 Ruskies for your first time deposit. So Patrick Mahomes, I have the under 292.5 yards. And for Lamar Jackson on the same exact wager, you get both right. You get a three extra buy-in. So you want to put 10 bucks on it. You can win 30 bucks. You want to be a head honcho and put $50 in monkey knife fight. Get that 100% match to $50. So now you have $100 in your account because you use the promo code Vetri, V-E-T-R-I. And you want to put all 100 on this bet. Then you can win $300 Ruskies potentially. Lamar Jackson is the other leg of that under 240 
40.5 yards. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like and subscribe before you go. And I will see you all in the next one.